0: Welcome to the grow to gold podcast. On today's episode, we have the Monday live Zoom and now Facebook recording here. Super excited for this one. Today's meeting is going to be on how to grow in anything. So this is going to be super valuable. So please, if you're in a position to take some notes, highly recommend you do so. And I'm excited to jump right into it. So without further ado, here's what's going to be covered. Very simple three-step process, but we will go super into detail. And what we're looking for on this one is for some open engagement. This is being recorded onto the podcast. Love to hear your questions. I have no doubt that there's going to be some awesome engagement questions. So please feel free to unmute yourself, jump in. We'd love to hear some feedback as we go through this. So three steps in this process to grow in absolutely anything you set out to do in life is step one, you have to master your role. Step two, you have to learn how to teach your role. You have to be able to delegate. Step three, that's when you can move on to the next step. And then we're going to wrap up as we always do with takeaways. So let's jump right in. So step one, master your role. Okay. Number one. What do you think it means to master your role? And I want to start out, like I said, just open feedback, Kyle, feel free to jump in, give your feedback on that. Anybody else here listening on zoom, feel free to jump in. What does it mean when you hear master your role? What does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, man, I'll, uh, I'll jump it off. Uh, start it off here. Um, you know, I, I right away I start to think about, uh, me as a captain, an airline captain, uh, mastering that role. Um, you know really i guess when i hit captaincy i started to realize that i was a master of the role but at the same time i realized that it never stopped there so um putting in the work never skipping a step uh putting in the hours um you know staying humble always learning you know putting all of my time without wavering and being indecisive and thinking i can you know skip around steps or, or get away with not doing something because truly, if my mission is to fly an airplane safely and to be a leader and a captain, then I, I want to know as much as possible. And, um, yeah, man, that, that, that's, that basically was it for me. And then I got to that point where I became a captain and then it was just a continue, a continuation f- from there, um, on, you know, continuing to learn because I, I knew that I didn't, you know, you, you, will never know everything and humans always make mistakes. So those two things, keeping those two things in mind, um, you know, just continuously learning and growing in that role has been, uh, humbling for, to, to, to say the least. So powerful. Yeah, that's
0: powerful. I, I love the piece about being humble as you go through that process, because I totally agree. Nobody, uh, I don't think anybody would consider somebody a master at something that has this cockiness or arrogance because that truly doesn't you know that that's the opposite of what i think mastery means anybody else have any feedback on this one i'd love to get some immediate immediate engagement
2: yeah for sure i mean something else it's like i think the wording is very interesting mastering your role so even if you come to this uh, no matter what you're doing you want to become proficient in whatever it is the specific task that you are doing so even if You know, if we think about this as coaching, right? So at the beginning, you might be in charge of marketing, outreach, coaching, planning, scheduling, all these things. But you want to get to a point where you are the master of your niche and you can then um, delegate those other tasks to people who then that's their mastery. That's what they're passionate about. Um,
0: So, yeah. (laughs) Rushed it. That's exactly right, Blake. Thank you so much for that feedback. That's a hundred percent on point. And it's what both Blake and Kyle already shared with us. It's becoming an authority in all aspects of whatever, whatever it is you're doing. And that's exactly right, Blake, because ultimately in order to scale a business, in order to scale anything in life, you have to understand what makes something work, how to do it. So then you can turn around and say, here's the process. Here's the system. Now go execute on, execute on that and improve it. Make it your own, right? Step into that. Take ownership of something so then you can go ahead and you can grow. And that's exactly what it comes down to. So phenomenal feedback. And as Kyle shared, mastering your role will always be the first step in your growth with anything you set out to do. You have to put in your 10,000 hours. There is no cheating that process. You just can't. Lack of patience, and this is a really big one guys, lack of patience and even attempting to skip steps not only hurts you, but it hinders your ability to ever effectively lead others in the future. Because here's the thing, Kyle's an air, Kyle is an airline captain, right? We've all flown before. If you were to get on a plane and Kyle was the captain and there was an emergency situation and Kyle was not properly trained to handle that situation, that would be very bad. He can't call out sick on the day you learn how to, uh, you know, handle an emergency, emergency situation at 30,000. 30, it just doesn't, it can't happen. That's the way you need to look at what you're doing. You have to learn all of the steps in your process because if you're trying to skip steps, when the time comes where you need to be able to execute and you miss that day, you're going to end up in a bad situation and the people that you're leading are going to end up in an even worse situation. So understand that.
1: Yeah. And just to touch on, like to expand on that, Brent, Brent, but when you are in those situations, it's not suggesting that you have to know everything because this is a big key difference, especially in the aviation world. Um, doctors was another one, right? Um, just because like when you become a doctor or a captain um, you've mastered your role, we don't mean that as a, an end game, right? We don't mean that as you've gotten to the the peak of the mountain and now you know everything, because that would be a very scary place on its own. So even when you get into those emergency situations um, you know, we do put a lot of work and effort into not just, not just knowing our, our stuff um, but also being able to deal with those situations in, in, as a whole, right? Staying humble through that process again, like I don't know how many times I could probably say that, but it's so true, right? Using the resources around you. And, you know, when you master your role, especially in a leadership position, you've, you've enabled the communication. So my flight attendants, my my first officer, you've even allowed them, you've created an open space. There's no judgment. You're not belittling them. Um, just because you, you know, you, you, you know, probably more, um, but it doesn't mean, you know, everything. So there might be things that they know that you don't know. And so like opening up that feedback, opening up that communication and continuously, you know, learning from them, but also teaching. Um, and then you get into those situations, like you're using all of your resources and yeah, like just understanding that is so important. I just wanted to throw that in there.
0: Yeah, that's powerful for sure. And I love the fact that you're an airline captain because this is so relevant to what you're talking through. So before we move on to step two, anybody else, Blake, I loved your feedback. Feel free to jump back in. Anybody have anything about step one that really stands out to them? A personal example, something they've been through, um, any situations you want to jump in? I really want to get some good engagement on this call.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, stepping back, and I guess <laughs> coming from like a teaching and a counseling and a mentoring sort of background, like crisis intervention, it was very, just like um, Kyle said, and just like you've elaborated on is it becomes more obvious where people have tried to cut corners and, you know, sort of break their way into the top because then a crisis situation does a, a- you know, present itself and if you're looking to the authority and they don't know how to respond it creates this very uncontrollable dynamic and that could all be avoided if we you know we're all right humbling ourselves every once in a while and taking that feedback so yeah I just think it's really cool to think of mastery as also this constant learning initiative um, which I think like it really should be pushed more in our culture so that's really great I, I appreciate that Totally
0: agree. And Blake, thank you so much for your feedback. It's it's been amazing so far, and I hope you continue to give it to us as we go through this. So, just the quote that I think really works well, and everybody's heard this one from Bruce Lee: "I fear not the man who has practiced ten thousand kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick ten thousand times." Right. So it really comes down to mastering what you're doing, not doing it for show, not doing it for optics, but doing it because you know that you can't cheat the process because you will be exposed. And when that happens, that's when trust, that's when these relationships, that's when things break down. But if you can deliver and you've been put in that situation of trust and leadership and you can step up when the time is called upon and you deliver those results and you remain calm and you remain humble and you keep growing and you keep learning, that's what step one is all about. So that's master your role. Kyle, feel free to take us away for step two.
1: Yeah, man. And just, you know, real quick back to, uh, Bruce Lee. Um, another way I like to remember it is, is do one thing at a hundred percent. Stop trying to do 10 things at 10% each. Um, uh, you'll get a lot more done. And if you ever want a humbling exercise to, uh, really help you with that, just write it down. What are all the things that you do in a day? And then give your percentage to those. Are you doing them at hundred percent? What percentage are you doing those things at? And then if you catch yourself and you find yourself doing a bunch of things at 10% prioritize, what are the priorities? Pick the one that's the priority and do it a hundred percent for the whole day. And I guarantee you that you will accomplish more in that one day and feel better about it because you took the priority and accomplished it at a hundred percent. And you'll just see how much more you'll get done because you know, once we eliminate all the distractions, once we, really hone in on what we're trying to master you know that's that's the other part of this right we, we can't try and master everything because that that means that we'd be good at everything and we're not and we can't possibly we're humans we have cap- uh, capacities limitations so this is where now we start to you know help uh surround ourselves with people around us that are very good at their roles um you know we can't be good at uh, we can't be good at everything for sure so step two Um, Once you've mastered it, now we go into another part of the learning loop, um, is that teaching your role, so teaching it. Um, And and obviously, teaching something is pretty hard to do if you haven't mastered it. And we, you know, when we say mastery, again, like, you really have to understand a concept, you know, to the nth degree, and you're going to find out how well you understand that when you try to teach it. So what do you feel are the optimal qualities that you would want a leader to have that was teaching you to be, uh, to be an eventual master of your role? So like, you know, think about what those qualities would be in a leader. And then that's where you start, right? We have to start asking yourself, okay, what, um, uh, yeah. So what you said there you know, those should be the qualities that you strive to first to develop within yourself in order for you to uh, effectively be able to teach your current role, right? If you're not the person that you would listen to, right? The person that you would allow to teach yourself, um, then you have to grow into that person first. And then if you were to take on or to be put in a higher position tomorrow, you know, what do you feel you would be, or would wh- wh- what do you feel you would excel at? What do you feel you would struggle with? So if anybody wants to jump in here and expand on this, um, anything that I've said here so far, just un- unmute your mic, jump in here. Um, you know, this, I- I'm sure many people on this call can resonate with this right here, right? Um, does anybody want to jump in?
3: Hi there. I would say the one, number one thing needed would be confidence. And so in the content you currently know and you want to share, be confident in what you're saying. But if you were thrown into a higher position, have the confidence to ask questions as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, thanks. Like that's, it's so true, right? Like if we, confidence to ask questions is, you know, part of being humble, right? Staying humble and understanding that we're never going to know everything perfectly. And there was, um, I forget where I I know this from, but a lot of times we are trying to help people. And like, if you want to do something for somebody else, they actually call it a selfish thing because you're doing it for them to feel good about yourself. But if you want to be selfless, you allow them to do something for you. So again, leadership, um, mastery, understanding that, allowing somebody to fail, allowing somebody to figure it out with your guidance, as opposed to you, you telling them exactly how to do it. That is so powerful. Um, and then moving on. So have you spent the time to build a document, uh, build and document your systems, or are you trying to teach somebody something that lives only within your own head, right? This is where most people fail. And again, just anybody that unmutes their mic, I'll, uh, I'll see it here and then I'll just let you chat. So if you guys want to jump in, just jump in. Yeah, I hey, guys,
0: I'm definitely struggling with this exact point right now, like the things I know exist in my head. And so the more I try to explain them to other people, the more convoluted it seems to become. Um, So I can attest to your point for sure that um, having it clearly documented somewhere other than in your mind. Mm -hmm. Is useful.
1: <laughs> yeah. I appreciate Thank, thanks for sharing that, Larissa. The, um, one thing just on that, Larissa, like, you know, we have a common mentor, Rob, and he, you know, one thing that he gets us to do is every Sunday. Well, for me, it's every Sunday night. I have a date with myself and that date with myself is going over my systems and documents and not just going over, but, um, analyzing and questioning and changing, not just saying, Oh, these are good. It's like, okay, I implemented this, you know, systems this week. Where did I go wrong? What can I do better? What can I change? And then I change it a little bit. So my, like I have, you know, me being a pilot, I have checklists and I have outlines and they're all hung up behind me. They're all laminated. And, you know, almost every single week I change something because there's just, you're growing, you're learning. And so moving on here, um, the formula so far that we've talked about, you master it, you systemize and document it, and then you teach it, right? And then you wash, rinse and repeat. So when you do start teaching your role, it's imperative that you allow somebody the right to fail, kind of talking about what I was talking about earlier. Um, You know, we want to fix everybody's problems. But when you start to understand how to help somebody, you realize that they have to not figure it out on their own, but they have to learn the why they have to fail they have to you know you can catch them from failing too hard, but they have to figure it out in the sense of their own way because they're not they're going to figure it out and they're going to be doing it a little bit differently than you would probably do it so that's imperative imperative to know as a leader, as a teacher um you know, because again, like the person that you're trying to teach, they're not going to know their weaknesses or where they're struggling unless they fail. Right. If you're just perfect all the time, then, well, let me know how you do it. But at the same time, you know, failure is what shows us what we
3: need to work on. Um, I had a quick question, if you don't mind. Yeah, Pat, go ahead. Um, kind of more of a question here. So how do you separate the two of what's in your own head to what could really help others learn what you're trying to teach? Cause I feel like if you're really trying to, you know, find the difference between what you're trying to get out on paper and it's all in your head, how do you guys in your own techniques, trying to separate the two? Uh,
1: For me personally, it's all in the questions. Um, You know, my, my end goal, let's say with, um, you know, let's say with coaching, my end goal is to help people help themselves so that they can help other people. And to do that, it's different for every single person, um, the process, but the fundamentals of how to help other people are, uh, are, are kind of the same. And it's, it's all in like listening and asking the right questions, open-ended questions. Um, you know, there's a couple of good books on it, but, but that's how I separate. It. I don't know, Brett, Brett, uh, you want to talk about it?
0: Yeah. So I guess I'm trying to understand the question, Pat. So it's, it's how do you get something out of your head onto paper and then teach it to somebody else? Or I feel like I missed a part of it. So I don't want to speak out of turn.
3: No, that was, that was exactly what I was trying to get out. You know, we tend to overcomplicate what we're trying to explain. So what are some techniques that you guys use when you're trying to design trainings for people that keep it, you know, just as simple as possible? I, guess I should Yeah. Say.
0: Understood. All right. I appreciate you clarifying that. So I think the biggest thing is, and this goes back to what Larissa asked. I think the biggest thing is the first person you have to be able to teach is yourself, right? So what I tend to do when I build these trainings and we go through different things is I like to document my process and get it out. Whether it's on paper, I type it up. Like my mind just works a little bit differently in that way, but when I get it out and I go through it in my mind, I kind of mock, same thing with these trainings, I mock role play, how things are gonna be received. And usually I'm somewhat accurate because I've done a lot of these. And I'm really thinking in terms of the system of, okay, if I was brand new and I was teaching this to somebody and somebody was teaching this to me, I'm sorry, how would I receive this? What questions would I have? And then you go layers deep on that. And then once you figure that out where it's like, okay, how do I teach this in such an elementary way that I can hand this over to somebody and almost every question they would have had that I can safely assume or project that they're going to give me, I try and answer that within the system. Because ultimately the problem I see when it comes to, you know, I've walked into so many different organizations and different companies in my career so far. And you could always tell when somebody's built a system that is very easily transferable versus something that you know, only a select few people that might have been there when the original system was generated can operate in. So it really has to be something that is overly simple. And it's, it's so easily transferable to somebody that just with some basic knowledge could execute on it. I, I don't know if that answers your question, but it really has to be something that is so easy to understand within the framework of the knowledge you have to have, of course, to even be considered for the role but it really has to be something that's simple. So hopefully that makes sense. That's perfect. Kyle, you want to close this out before we go to step three?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Yeah, the mediocre teacher uh, tells, uh, the good teacher explains, the superior teacher demonstrates, and the the great teacher inspires. And uh, yeah, that goes a long way, right? Like understanding that at the end of the day, and if you were on last week's call, I think it was last or the week before we talked about the five levels of leadership, um, you know, very, very intertwined here, whether you're a teacher or a leader, it's very similar thing. Um, you know, leading by example, that's the demonstrates. Um, but then the inspiration, right? Like it just, when you, when a lot of times when I help my clients or even when I'm in the cockpit, uh you know leading by example not only leading by example but um you know inspiring by pushing myself outside of my comfort zone being humble uh you know being receptive to feedback um uh, you know providing that safe space all of those things like those allow you to open up the channel for for somebody to ask questions for somebody to not feel belittled or, or stupid. And it allows people to, um, learn the right, like in the best way possible for themselves. And then they go out and then they start inspiring, they start demonstrating. So I, I I found that that's a a super important point to, uh, to note.
0: Love it. So step three, final
1: Step, step, move on to the next step.
0: Once you've mastered a process to the point where you're able to effectively teach it to others and they are executing now you've earned the right to move on to the next step in your process. So that's why, again, from the beginning, we said master your role. Because when you're first starting a business or you're into a new venture, whatever it is, you might be wearing a whole bunch of hats. And the goal is to figure out how to put some of those hats on other people. So you're left focusing on really the big blocks of your life, of your business, of something that's truly important to you that's gonna allow for you to execute because you don't wanna get stuck. And people too often get stuck on all of these $10 an hour tasks that, like Kyle said before, if you just spent an entire day focused on the biggest pillars of your life, of your business, you would start to see progress that would get you excited to keep coming back. So if you're feeling demotivated, if you're feeling stuck, I promise you it's because you're spending too much time on things that don't. I I just did an awesome interview with a guy named Craig Ballantyne on my podcast. And he said, too many people are spending time on things that are not within their zone of genius. And I thought that was an incredible way to put it. If you are demotivated, if you're stuck, it's because you're spending too much time on things that are not in your zone of genius. So when you effectively delegate, when you put some of those hats on other people that do enjoy that part of your process, now you get to really focus on moving the needle. And that's how you continue to get excited and drive even better results and create other opportunities for even more people. So that's a whole big thing right there. But now that you've effectively delegated, same thing I just said, you have to focus on the things that make the biggest impact. Where I often see people get stuck, and this might be you if you're listening to this, Is you delegate and you're like, holy crap, now I have to focus on the really big things in my business. And that can be scary because you, maybe you don't feel a hundred percent qualified. Maybe you've been lying to yourself a little bit and focusing on things that are a bit beneath you because you're busy instead of productive and you're not sure if you can deliver, but you need to get over that. You need to delegate things that are not truly moving the needle and you need to spend the majority of the focus on things that truly will impact your business. And I promise you or your family, and I promise you when you do that, you're going to move the needle and you're going to figure it out. But you have to delegate. Do not allow yourself to get complacent because you've effectively delegated and empowered others. I've seen this happen over and over again in my sales career. Somebody moves up, they teach what they've learned, and now they feel like they can just chill. The problem is when you do that, you run into something called the Peter Principle. Now you've almost made yourself irrelevant. If you're going to move up and you're going to replace yourself, you have to then start taking on bigger tasks. Because if you keep running back to what you know, you've already delegated that. Now all of a sudden you become irrelevant. So a lot of people are afraid to do that. and That's a whole separate training in itself because the things that you might be busy doing aren't moving the needle as much, but you found comfort in them. So, it's very important that you understand when you move up and you delegate, now it's time to be a beginner again. That's where this whole process restarts. And we're going to cover that in a couple of bullet points here. But this three step process never stops. As a matter of fact, when you get to that next level, now it's back to step one. Now it's master the role, teach the role, and then move on to the next step. So, don't be afraid of being a beginner as you go through the process. Because it is totally normal, even within your own business or within your own family or a place where you have a spot, right? A place that is yours. As you move up, you're going to be a beginner. And that's the point of life is to always get back to a point in your life where you feel like a beginner. There are unique challenges and difficulties at every single level of your climb. Don't kid yourself to think you're going to reach a certain point financially, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, whatever it is that you're just going to be good. I promise you that doesn't happen. A lot of times it's more money, more problems. So understand that when you reach that next level, there's always going to be difficulties and challenges. But as we've talked about through this whole training, being humble, right? Asking for help, not being afraid to be a beginner. That's all part of the process of growing. And if somebody's jumping in on the chat, can't see that because we're going through again, jump in, feel free to interrupt me. This is for you guys. Anybody have any feedback they want to jump in and share? Cool. So the more time you spend wishing you were further ahead and even a thought of trying to skip steps to get there, that's only going to elongate the time that it's going to take you to achieve your desired outcome, right? So this is where you have to put the blinders on. Just like a horse that's running a race, you got to put the blinders on, stop looking left and right, and just keep moving forward. Don't say, oh, I wish I was further ahead, or you know, let me try and skip this step, or do X, Y, and Z. No. You have to be okay being a master, uh, being a beginner, and you have to be okay continuously putting in those hours to get better. That's how good things happen. Good things take time.
3: Hey, Brett. Go ahead, Pat. Oh, just want to say one thing. I can relate to that a lot in my own personal life. Transitioning from a completely different industry to new, a completely different industry with a completely different type of job. <laughs> so I'm basically starting from bare minimum, learning everything from the ground up. And it's absolutely humbling, <laughs> to say the least. But it is the most uncomfortable and it, it, it is the most growth I've seen in a while for myself, which is really cool. That's powerful, so. dude.
0: That's powerful. I just want yeah. to ask you one question while you're on here, just for everybody as well. So, because there has to be a bit of insecurity and, and, and ego coming into it where you're like, hey man, I've gotten to the point where I was making multiple six figures. I was very comfortable in an industry and now you've transitioned over. You're worth a certain amount of money. So obviously you were able to make that happen as you transition, but yet you're a beginner. So yeah. what does that look like, man? How does that, talk about that humbling feeling and talking about, you know, quite frankly, the pressure you feel to make sure you're delivering in a new industry because somebody listening to that feels exactly the same way right now.
3: Very well put. <laughs> so I would say, you know, to my my older self, it's that feeling again of uh, just meeting all the new people, just, you know, it, it's your coworkers, it's the culture, it's understanding what the mission is of the company. And you're really just trying to fit how you, you fit that mold. And whatever your job task is, you're just trying to give it 110%. Um, and now moving over, you know, you have this ego of I make this much money I've made it in the past. So you feel that sense of less value, but what makes it really cool is with that same type of drive, you build up the new value with what you learned from your last job and it helps in your new one that you always find little ways. And it's become an extremely interesting process for myself.
0: Yeah, but Pat, even go a little bit further, man, talk, talk about the resilience of you build it back to three, four, five, six different times in different industries. There is no more doubting yourself if you're capable, right? Anybody can get lucky one time in an industry and find a way to be successful or build that business or that dream relationship. But what do you think that says about the person, Pat, that's able to do that over and over again in different industries?
3: an ultimate test, I think. Um, I think it's really just brings it down to your core values of just pushing through. Um, dude, it's not easy, you know, but it's, it's also exciting. So,
0: yeah. And where there's comfort, there is no growth and where there's growth, there is no comfort, but there is a lot of transferable characteristics, right? When you learn how to Excellent. be a leader in one industry, you bring, that, you bring that characteristic and that mindset with you to another. When you learn how to recruit, You can recruit across any industry once you know your product. When you learn how to sell, you can be a salesperson in any industry once you get the product knowledge, right? The core principles will remain the same. And that's the biggest thing that I want everybody to hear and know that's either listening on Facebook Live or back on the podcast or you're on Zoom in real time right now. There is core fundamentals that as you repeat this three-step process over and over again, you will continue to live because principles are timeless so it's important that you understand this and you're not scared to continue to repeat this process because as you grow your knowledge stays you're not always restarting every new level doesn't mean you're totally a beginner it means you're growing with more knowledge and experience and a lot of that stuff is transferable so hopefully that makes sense
3: you're not starting from zero you're starting from experience I there
0: we that. go so love the process and the grind as much as the results That's the key with this. You can't, as Kyle put it before, mastery is not an endpoint. It's a constant rebirth. And I think that's the biggest feedback and the biggest takeaway I wanted to portray in this training is, again, mastery is not an endpoint. It's an opportunity for rebirth. It's an opportunity to continue to grow because if you've mastered something and you just decide to chill, that means you're not creating opportunity for somebody else, which means you're not creating ripple effects for other people. Right? If, you, if you just coast, if you're listening to this right now and you're at a point in your business, for example, where you could grow, you could get to that next level, but you're good, think about the opportunities you would create for other people, the impact that your business can truly have if you just stepped up and said, you know what? I don't know what the next level might necessarily look like, but I'm not afraid to begin to become a beginner to delegate what I've become a master at. So I can then continue to learn and take my business or my family or whatever I'm trying to grow to that next level. And that comes from loving the process, right? Don't just coast. That is the worst thing that you can do.
1: So takeaways, Cal, you want to wrap this up here, man? Uh, that was well said by the way, uh, takeaways, step one, mastering your role. Uh, this will always be the first step in your growth, right? Um, in, uh, in anything that you set out to do, it's always about mastering your role and, um, lack of patience or attempting to skip any of the steps. It doesn't just hurt you, but it hinders your ability to ever effectively lead others in the future. And like Brett was saying on this, um, pointing out, uh, me being a captain, um, you know, if I ever skip a step, right. If I ever decide to be lazy, if I ever decide to, um, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's hard to even think about because it's not just the people, the lives of other people. It's my life as well. Right. So there's the ultimate motivation is there with my job, but it, you know, it, it becomes a, honestly it just becomes an addictive process because I'm always curious to see what else I need you know what else I can learn right because there's just so many different things because you know every time you learn something now that's an opportunity to teach it to somebody which is also super motivating when you want to be a leader and a captain and you want to help other people and and uh, teach other people so That's step one. And then step two, you will only be able to move past step one and build something capable of making a massive impact when you learn to system, uh, systemize your process and teach them to others, right? Write down, transfer that from your head to a piece of paper. And, you know, sometimes this, uh, sometimes this can be difficult, but it also teaches us that we need to clarify sometimes, you know? maybe you think you have the way or you know, the way that you do something, maybe you think you do. And then you start to try and systemize it, write it down on a piece of paper and you're like, okay, well, maybe I, maybe I don't exactly know. And then this is where it really, really helps you propel yourself forward and and to become successful, especially in, you know, business or, or leadership or delegating Um, the uh, and then step three, There are unique challenges and difficulties at every level of your climb. The more time you spend wishing you were further ahead and even the thought of trying to skip these steps to get there. uh, It's only elongating the time it will take you to achieve your desired outcome. Right. So, you know, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Right. Um, the things that we work on, the things that we master, um taking ownership, right like the clear the best way to to describe that one um, just as a bit of a side note real quickly is you can't hit a target you can't see, and many people don't know like what the target is every time I ask a client, um you know what their target is, a lot of times there's a lot of uncertainty, so sometimes it's starting there. Clarifying that target will ultimately. Um, bring to light all of the obstacles. And then it's not like when I, again, when I began, I know I go back to it often, but you know, when I, when I wanted to become a pilot, I was like nine years old. And all I knew was I want to be an Air Canada pilot. It was very, very, very clear in my head what I wanted to become. The obstacles, well, they were just the process. I didn't question them. I just knew that they were things that I had to overcome, right? So I didn't waste time thinking, well, that might be too hard or this might be too hard or, you know, I have to be good at that. Oh, no, I don't know if I can ever be good at that. You just you do the work you put in the you put in the hours and you become what you want to become. Um, and then this is a great way to just tie everything together. Do what you need to do every single day so that you can end the day feeling one step closer to mastery if you do this every single day, you will win the week. If you do this every single week, you will win the month. If you do this every single month, you will win the quarter. And if you do this every single quarter, you will win the year. And if you win every single year, you will win your life. Like you will win it. Um, You know, and, and again, like that's, that's the whole concept of eating an elephant, right? People get so overwhelmed when they think, Oh, I want to, I want to be in the best shape of my life. I want to be X, Y, Z. But then they start thinking about the end result again, so much so that they get overwhelmed with all the things that they have to do to get to that end result. So picking one thing, mastering it at hundred percent, moving on to the next. And that, uh, that summarizes it up. Anybody else have any uh, feedback? Jump yeah, in here want, with some I, questions. I just want to
0: jump in and say one thing before we open it up for Q and A Q&A feedback sessions. The biggest the thing, thing with all, all this guys is it selfish to not systemize your processes, right? If you're building something right now and it only exists in your head, you're robbing other people of an opportunity to join you because some people's visions are so much bigger than themselves, but yet they're trying to hold on to every little bit and piece of their vision. And by you not expanding that, you not hiring people, you not sharing your vision with other people, You're really robbing other people and quite frankly, the world around you of what you're meant to be doing. Your vision is meant to be shared. It's meant to be bigger than you and you're meant to systemize your processes. You're meant to spend time documenting what you're doing because that opportunity will make such a big impact in somebody else's life and it will take a lot of stress off of your shoulders by having help and the ability to vocalize what you want to build and as you share your story and your vision and your passion with other people you further solidify it with yourself and an amazing thing happens when you start sharing your vision and your systems with other people is they start to take accountability for it on their own and then what happens they start to improve it they start to own it as if it's theirs and then what do they do they turn around and they teach this three step process to somebody else and now all of a sudden your vision has taken on a life way bigger than you ever could have imagined. Look at all the biggest companies in the world. That's what's happened. Started out as one person's idea and then fast forward hundreds of thousands of employees. Amazon has over a million employees. Started back in 1995 as an internet company selling books. And now they have a million employees plus niche, uh, worldwide. So understand, everything starts as a vision in your mind, then you document the systems behind it, master your role, teach that role to somebody else, and continue to repeat the system until you've built something massive. That's all it really is. And if you just take it day by day, and you focus on the biggest blocks of your life, your business, whatever you need to be doing, everything starts to seem more manageable. So hopefully that helps. So let's open this up. Anybody have feedback this there was a lot of content covered here today so anybody on Zoom I'm not I'm not actively looking at Facebook right now so I apologize if you're asking questions and engaging on Facebook but anybody on Zoom have questions comments want to jump in give your own experiences please do so
2: Yo I love everything that you all touched on today like this has been so cool and it's you know it's stuff that you hear maybe in a couple different ways but hearing it from different perspectives is just so amazingly helpful. I mean, even what you were saying, like embody what you want to see in a leader, embody what you would like in a teacher, you know, that's just like, duh, of course, start with, you know, who you are, be the person you want to see. Like even Michael Jackson was singing about it way back in the day. Um, And then, you know, Being able to take everything and just like not dumb it down, but be able to explain it simply. Back when I was teaching in elementary school, we had the seven whys. So you had to be able to explain everything if someone asked you, well, why, 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 seven times at least. For just like, why does two plus two equal four? You better have seven good reasons why because (laughs) they're not going to listen to you otherwise. And, um, yeah it's just it's great i love i have like a whole page of notes like don't wish it were easier wish you were better like i'm gonna put that up on my wall that's awesome
0: <laughs> love it. Love um you, yeah like anything else or i didn't mean to cut i didn't mean to cut you off
2: no 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 you're good i should stop babbling Oh.
0: Yeah. Your, fee- your feedback was incredible this whole time. So we appreciate you jumping in and not, uh, not, being, not being afraid to speak up because that definitely opened it up for other people. So thank you. <laughs> I got you. I love it. Anybody else have anything they want to chime in on before we cut this thing off?
3: Yeah, I, I just uh, jumping in real quick. Um, I know that uh, I forget who asked that question before, but they were wondering,
0: like, how do they get it to paper or write it down? Um, one thing that helped me out tremendously with that, honestly, is just recording myself, um, trying to teach myself, but in like listening and recording to what I say, and then I would play it back and I'm like, wow, that
3: was delivered terribly. Like I suck. Like, no wonder why nobody understands what I'm saying. Let me, let me fix that. I want to say this instead. And then, uh, that kind of helped me get it to paper and got the ball rolling on that. Well, thank you, Sonny. That's powerful.
0: That's powerful. I love it. Anybody else? Yeah, I just wanted to say the whole like starting as a beginner point and not being afraid to be like humble. That's one of the main reasons why I try to come to this <laughs> is because I always feel like I'm learning and I know I'm a total beginner. So just to sit in a room with all you guys and learn is, is humbling <laughs> to say the least, but I love it. Larissa, you're more than capable, and I'll tell you this right now: as it's going to be a recorded podcast that you can go back to and listen up forever. You are more than capable, and just because, and, and for everybody, Larissa's made a career change. She's left a job, and now she's for, now she's focusing full time on coaching, and she's an incredible coach. But there's things, Laura, from your previous life that are foundational to what you're doing now. So you're not starting over from zero. It doesn't matter if you've changed, and now you're betting on yourself. You have the foundation. Now it's a matter of you just learning some basic principles, which you already have learned and you've invested in yourself. And now it's a time for you to just continue to keep moving forward. And as Sonny and Pat have talked about here, it's document your process, continue to put things on paper, continue to refine it, call somebody and have a conversation with them. And as if you were going to hire them, that's a close friend of yours, for example, and say, Hey, here's what I need you to do. And just see if, see if they understand it to a point where they can take on that role. Right. Imagine you were applying for a job and, and you called them up and you said, Hey, I saw your ad. And you know, what is the job all about? And they're like, we don't know. Or they just explained it very haphazardly. And you were like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Right. It's the ability to translate what you need to get done to somebody else and then be like, okay, I can execute that. Yeah, that's And that's where it point. begins. Yeah, that's where <laughs> it begins. Sometimes it's about being able to explain it to other people because we hear things in our own mind a certain way but that's not, you got it's, it, this vision has to be bigger than just you, right? It, it really does. And the opportunity for you to share that with somebody else, that's how you know, okay, that makes sense. I know it's a very clear directive. I know what I have to do. And then ultimately that that person can then do that with somebody else. And that's how this thing grows really big legs. So hopefully that point makes sense. Yeah, it did. Thank you so much. Cool. Well, we love all you guys. We appreciate everybody that jumped on in real time. Hopefully the, uh, the Facebook, uh, live came through pretty clear. Um, we're excited for this. We're going to continue to do this. We love the engagement. So thank you to everybody that stepped up and shared. Um, and we're excited to continue to keep doing this. So we look forward to seeing everybody next time, Monday, 7 PM Eastern time on zoom and Facebook live. Um, we look forward to continue to do this and we thank you for everybody that jumped in and shared some, uh, shared some time with us this evening. So, Thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to chatting with everybody again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.
3: That was awesome. Cool. Thank you, everybody. Everybody have a great evening.